0: Now, you've been hearing a lot um, around the place about measles, and the cases of measles in Europe have been rising. At an alarming rate, the World Health Organisation says we need an urgent vaccination drive to prevent further spread of this disease. Uh, The MMR vaccine, it's declining in parts of Ireland. It's around 80% or so, it needs to be 95% to keep it safe and to to keep everyone safe in the population. But fears of an imminent outbreak are around the place. And Robbie Lawler, he's the co-founder of Access to Medicines Ireland. He's also a PhD candidate and he has his own story about not getting the MMR vaccine when he was a child and he's on the line. Good morning, Robbie Lawler. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. Thanks a million for for joining us. You contracted measles as a child. Uh, is that correct? Well, can you tell us about your experience?
1: Yeah, so it was around a year and a half. Um, I got the measles and so did my younger brother. We're uh, Irish twins, so he's 11 months younger than me. And we were going through a fine. We had marks all over us, but um, it was around a week in and my younger brother was coming out of it. But um, I went to, have. I had a two-and-a-half-hour nap, apparently, on the couch. And when I woke nice. up, I, I let out a scream. And my mum was in the kitchen. She said, what's wrong with you, come in? Because I was walking and running around at the time. Um, and apparently, I was just wobbling on my feet a lot coming out. And I couldn't speak. And next thing you know, I fall to the ground and I just keep flopping. So my mum called the GP and the GP told me to, uh, the GP told my mum to call, you know, the A&E straight away. So the an ambulance came. Um, when the doctors brought me straight in and I had to go straight for a lumbar puncture. Um, they asked if my mam wanted to go in for a lumbar puncture but she didn't want to see it because apparently it's a really awful thing. And although I was mumbling, she could hear, she said hearing the screams through the door was one of the worst things she's ever heard in her life. Wow. When I came out, it was so sad. But um, I got measles-induced encephalitis which is the swelling of the brain. Very so dangerous. I couldn't yeah. speak, I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk. And I was in hospital for two weeks Basically, the doctor said to my mum that there's a good chance that I could pass away. They got a priest in to bless me um, and my still stayed with me for two weeks straight um, and I, I didn't know who she was. And apparently just one, one, uh, one morning I woke up and I got in the, got up in the cot and I uh, twitched her arm and said, ma'am, and apparently I was OK from there, but um, it all seems like I was very lucky.
0: And she swooned to the floor. Your poor mammy. Uh, we, I know. <laughs> uh, you don't remember much of this, I presume, or do you?
1: Well, only it's only a half. year and a half. Yeah. I don't, but um, before this call, I rang my mum and I called my sister just to see like what they remember. And yeah. they still remember clear as they... Um, yeah, it was a really awful time and, and 18 months after I kept having to go back to the Coombe in Dublin because they said that there was a high likelihood that I'd have some sort of brain damage wow. so um, it might affect my hearing or my ability to speak um, or that I'd have some sort of severe intellectual disability growing up. Um, thankfully that wasn't the case but that's more just got to do with luck than anything else.
0: As a PhD candidate we can confirm no no brain no lasting. Breath. Well,
1: well, it's submitted now. I have to <laughs> do the vibe. It could Probably still tell me it's crap, and I have to do it again. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, I'm lucky enough to be able to do one.
0: We should say, what era are we talking about when you when you got the measles?
1: God, I was born in 1991, so this is probably 1993, 1994. Yeah, very recently.
0: Your mum wasn't um, I an haven't... anti-vaccination person.
1: Oh, absolutely There's not. Now, my mum had five kids by the age of 26, and she was essentially a single mother as well. So, um, and when I was born, my like a month later, she was pregnant with my younger brother her own. <laughs> um, so you can forgive her for her being uh, for her, her being frazzled. But apparently, um, every time she went to bring me to get the vaccination, she said I had some sort of flu or cold. I mean, you have a uh, house full of five children; you can imagine that's the case. So. Um, I just think I want to implore everyone to get the vaccine and that if your child misses the vaccine for whatever reason, make sure to make um, a reappointment because, you know, I was just the lucky one, but um, unfortunately people still die of measles and or get brain damage.
0: The do. It was was almost eradicated. I remember a documentary just before the pandemic uh, four years ago and in America in particular that people, children are dying of measles again because of the anti-vaccination movement which of course the engine is social media isn't it Robbie? Robbie?
1: It uh, is. There's a huge misinformation um, campaigns out there and look um, it's one of the most studied thing in science is if there's um, a connection between autism and vaccines and it's been debunked time and time again and as a PhD candidate let me tell you we love to rip apart other people's research yeah. to better our own and um, there's no cartel of scientists out there trying to make everyone to get vaccinated or get mass vaccination if the science tells us differently so the science is conclusive and I'm just living proof that vaccinations save lives. You
0: either believe science or you don't isn't that it? It's exactly. kind of an absurdity. Uh, the MMR vaccine is recommended to be given to babies at 12 months of age. I mean, your mum was just so flat out.
1: Oh, I know. And like, not, I don't know who was looking at the other kids back at home. <laughs> or oh, yeah. what, what would have happened if I did have brain damage? You know, it, it was hard enough raising five kids, let alone four kids, with one with brain damage. And, and what, what that would have done to the, the whole family dynamic as well. So um, God, God knows what could have happened. But again, all I can say it was luck could have turned out very differently.
0: Uh, And of course you need two doses of the MMR vaccine. So you get the first dose for for, two babies, 12 months of age and then you get the second dose four to five years of age. That's the one that's usually given at school, isn't it? By the HSE's school teams. Exactly. Uh, But uh, in other places usually given by the child's GP if people prefer that. Uh, Someone's got in touch here it says, I got measles at six years old. It also developed into encephalitis. So the same thing as you, Robbie. I was two months in a coma. I came through no lasting effects, but I had to learn to walk again and was a year out of school, says Neve. I mean, there would have been other lasting effects there. Um, That's how serious it is. You've been reading up about, I believe, the the, the HC with measles and if there's an outbreak coming and a lot of doctors says it's inevitable it's going to come at some point. If just Mm -hmm. a thousand cases uh, of people in the country get measles, uh, the implications...
1: So um, I'm on the HSC website right now. So if a thousand people get measles, one will develop encephalitis, okay? That's the swelling of the brain. And for every 10 children who develop encephalitis, one will die and up to four will have brain damage. Now, if there's tens of thousands of Kids in Ireland without brain damage. Uh, oh, sorry, without the MMR. That's a lot mm. of death and a lot of um, brain damage, which is completely unnecessary. So you often use the analogy of if there's a school of a thousand students um, who haven't got the MMR, you know, one will die and many will develop some sort of um, brain damage. So um, it's in everyone's interest to get um, get the MMR for their child, but also the health of other children in the school too.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so important. MMR vaccine. It's mo- measles, mumps, and rubella, which was the German measles. I don't think we use that term anymore. But HSE. Oh God, d- no! They've had every
1: <laughs> infectious disease as the under the sun measles. at this
0: point. <laughs> yeah, and, and people know you, Robbie, as um, cam- for your campaigning work, work on HIV. You're adding another one now. <laughs> Some measles, another one. You just another can't one. Stop. My man yeah. must be
1: so proud. Exactly.
0: I, I wonder where you got your work ethic from.
1: Oh God, we've I, I our toes, anyways. Because you're
0: a young fella who's around town, and we're talking about drugs today, and and the, the social acceptance of it around the place. Mm-hmm. What's your experience uh, in nightclubs around Dublin around the country uh, when it comes to drug taking? Have you seen a change in recent years?
1: Ah, listen, drugs are everywhere. There's not a night out that I don't see drugs, my friends do drugs, I've done drugs sometimes. Look, there's, uh, there's many different types of drugs that out there are different scenes, right? So there's the party scene, so there are people who do cocaine, they do pills, ecstasy, and um, uh, MDMA and then you have my friends who probably engage in chem sex which are different kinds of sex like G or meth or meth to enhance um, to enhance their sexual experience or then you have my more hippie contingent of friends who would probably take ayahuasca or magic mushrooms <laughs> or plant medicine as they call it. Yeah. Um, so yeah it, it, there's not kind of um, an area of my life that I don't have some sort of friends uh, or, or people who I know who engage in drugs in some way uh, and mostly it's done recreationally, it's done fine, it's done safely. But sometimes I do have friends who have, who have had issues with cocaine. I have had friends who have had issues in the chem sex scene. So there definitely needs to be money put into harm reduction and for uh, services to help people who do find it difficult in DC.
0: So you're looking at it as a, from a health point of view, but um, obviously there's no safe level of alcohol. So you can imagine the other stuff. Um,
1: <laughs> oh well I, I have many friends who are oblivious really mild, to so that probably include yeah. myself <laughs> so, so your friends
0: are, are kind of oblivious to the health effects of it i,
1: I wouldn't think. say oblivious no i actually think a lot of them um are very much tuned into the negative health aspects of it to be honest with you um they're a lot they're likely to talk about it and my friends who have probably taken too much coke with them, we go on walks and we talk about it and we try and talk to the doing talk therapy or finding people so i do think that there is more just from my own personal experience so i can't mm. um you know generalize about this yeah. but um i do think that there is better conversations around drug use and probably uh, too much drug use i know people who engage in chem sex who want help there's very few services here in ireland for that even though it's getting a bigger and bigger phenomenon so there's uh, i i can't help but see drug use from a health yeah. perspective especially when there's so little um, support out there for people going through drug use. Now I know there are some out there but um, it, it, the, the person who, who's going through the coke addiction they don't know who really to go to for help for this because um, that information maybe not readily available or they do not know which counsellor is a psychotherapist or you know um, It's private or care, or care a private residential to to. care a
0: lot exactly. isn't it? Yeah, well, it exactly. Is. Yeah. But, but the help is there to, to be fair. Uh, exactly. why, why are people uh, your friend circle? why are they taking drugs?
1: A lot of people take drugs uh, for the fun of it, mm. quite frankly, you know, people take it for a reason. Um, the fun is so, escaping yeah, it, it's themselves, it's, isn't it? It's very easy to get and it's very much prevalent on the, the nightlife scene. So yeah. essentially it's just um, part and parcel for many people's experiences of going out at, at night Um so uh, that, that would be my experience. Uh, maybe I'm simplifying it too much, but that's how I'd see it around me. I,
0: I think you've portrayed it extremely well, Robbie, to be honest. Uh, that's the, that's the, the truthful experience of what's happening out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people, as it, uh, we were more educated than ever before about the harm of drugs and its association with crime and everything. But it is interesting, yeah, they're taking. But we'll have a further discussion on it. Uh, we can't have you campaign on absolutely every, <laughs> on every holder, despite your best efforts. Thanks a million for sharing your measles story with us. No problem yeah, at, at I really appreciate it. HSE.ie is has all the information then on the on the MMR vaccine and how important it is to get.